you lucky charms. by Razor and Chad, and we are Templess. So, you know, we enjoyed going Templess so much. You know, we took our temp off once again, and we're feeling free. <laughs> so uh, we're just letting it all hang out, you know, letting it go wild. Um, this is episode 95, 96, actually, not 95. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh, considering replacing my temp with a prosthetic mechanical appendage. <laughs> Gonna call it the temp bot. There you go. Temp bot 5,000. I, I just thought we might replace our temp with a permanent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Same. We have had a temp for a long time. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. That was a good one. I wasn't prepared for that. But uh, anyways, we do have a guest on here filling in for temp, and that is Smokeman. So welcome back, Smokeman. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing good. Good. Yourself? Excellent. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we're all doing good. Um recording the show here so i guess going on to the topic of the of this episode what we're going to be talking about first of all i do want to get out of the way if you haven't checked out our discord yet make sure you do so because we have plenty of conversation that goes down in the discord you can do it in your browser you can download it like skype uh it's completely free or even get it on your phone so make sure you check that out we got constant conversation we usually have about 30 ish members on at almost all times so we have pretty good discussions going on about the lore uh, characters who we want to see in Mortal Kombat 11, gameplay, so on and so forth. And we do game nights, which aren't really like, they're not really uh, planned game nights in the sense of where we don't say, oh, Thursday we're going to get together and play games. It's more like there's usually all of, you know, there's several people online that are around to play games. So we'll just say, hey, anybody feel like playing Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat 9 or when MK11 drops, obviously we're going to have plenty of people in King of the Hill, so on and so forth. Uh, we've been filling up King of the Hills and MKX recently, getting back into the Mortal Kombat spirit. So come join us. Um, we'd love to have you. Anyways, the topic for today's episode is we thought we would, <clears throat> since last episode, we kind of covered more gameplay-centered stuff with variations and what we like to see there. So go check that out. Um, this time, however, we thought we'd cover more story-based stuff, get back to lore, and talk about the characters that we hope to see um, like the different versions of them from the different timelines and going forward with the series from this game, who we hope stays and which version of character, which version of that character we hope stays. So at any rate, um, Razor Shad, Smoke Man, why don't you kick us off on kind of just break the ice on which character you would prefer from which variation or uh, timeline to keep going after this game. Uh, okay. Well, awkward sound of dog barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zatanna, she's she's upset. She didn't get invited this time. She was hoping she'd be Temp's replacement. <laughs> Maybe next time. She just couldn't learn the sup. <laughs> it, was, it always came out. <laughs> yeah, gotta work on that. Yeah, it's a work you know in progress. Once, like, once Lol Tallhurst became really, really drunk around like 1986 on The Cure, 
the entire band just looked at him as this living mock, this mockery of a living person. So like he'd moved to keyboards at this point, and at some at, at certain points while he was like drug passed out on the couch, they actually like ha- like they brought a dog into the studio and they had the dog play keyboards as a private joke because <laughs> was that useless? I love. I guess it. we can have that going on here. Yes, <laughs> we, we can train a dog to say sup. <laughs> it'll, it'll take that's... a while to get there, but we'll we'll work it out. Damn it, that's good. We need a soundbite of that. <laughs> we need that. If I ever do a new intro, kind of like the Injustice intro, but for Mortal Kombat, we need we can train a dog to say sup. <laughs> Love you, Tap. Oh uh, boy. Okay, um, not really. But seriously, uh... though, getting back to the story, what are you right, hoping? Right. Okay, so, so resetting here a little bit. What do you want to see in this story? Where do you want to see it go? Because there was rumors of basically the dream lady or whatever, the goddess, whoever we see in the trailer that's holding, you know, the one touching the giant hourglass. Who, like, that maybe she is going to be the villain of the game. Um, I know, Razor, you're not fond of that because then it's almost like the old timeline is bad and the new timeline is good obviously we don't want yeah. that so what are you hoping this game does like what direction do you hope they actually take now that we know like a, a, a vague idea of where we're going okay so one of the things about playing new timeline games is managing lowered expectations lowered expectations (laughs) so like where i am psychologically is if the time if the hourglass lady is the villain and we end up with like a story that tells us that the new timeline is somehow better than the old timeline and they keep as much stuff from nine and x as possible and tell all the stuff from one through armageddon to fuck off like i won't be surprised I kind of think you're projecting your innermost fears directly onto this bitch. I mean, that's sort of what you have to do so that if... It is not. I disagree. <laughs> no, I disagree with it. Because if you expect good things and then you get bad things, it's fucking... It'll ruin you. <laughs> so you expect I expect the worst, the and then I'm never be... surprised. Exactly. You're just going to be upset. And I, I kind of figure that if they're going to tell us MK1 through Armageddon just doesn't matter anymore, they've already done that. With none. Yeah, yeah, they and, have. And, and, and you saw that. I'm not gonna be like, that... upset if they do it again. <laughs> why would they? After like coming back with X and like you said it yourself, they were kind of oh, maybe well, going back a little I bit. I think on they understand they which parts of the old timeline are and aren't worth bringing back. Like, I'm afraid that we'll get some situation where the characters that are keepers are like Johnny and Sonya, but they're young again. So they don't have to deal with the fact that the ones in X are 50 and 60 years old. Hmm. Well, that's kind of the nature of reboots. Yeah. But, but I just, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see stuff where it's like, Oh man, I really miss Onaga. Like that's not fucking happening. (laughs) We're not going to get like, like, if what you're expecting the, the relationship, like the mentor-student thing, Liu Kang and Kai had an MK4, we're not getting that, <laughs> you know? I would say but, at this point that if you're expecting any kind of retelling, full or partial of anything from Deadly Alliance through, through Armageddon, you're not going to get that. Yeah, MKX no. was and not MK4. I mean, all the... 
all of this, the stuff that I've just been saying, though, is prologue for the point I'm trying to make, which is, at this point, all I really want in MK11 is for Fujin to show up and be a guy who says, Raiden, what you're doing is stupid, and I want Raiden to die in this game. Those are the two things I want. You're not I don't think that's that. so much to ask. That seems reasonable to me. You see, I, I, in my opinion, I don't think... With X, they wrote themselves into a corner where they had to have Fujin in that role, and they clearly don't want Fujin on the roster. So they're going to write it so that Original Timeline Raiden is in that role. See, you say that, but Original Timeline Raiden is not a different character from New Timeline Raiden. He is the least changed. Like, they... And I... I want both Raidens dead. I'm done with Raiden unless it's going to be Threshold Raiden. <laughs> they both done fucked up in different ways. Indirectly because of I'm Shock. Just, and I'm just days. sick of Midway slash NRS Raiden. Any Raiden that is not Chris Lambert, Clancy Brown, Jeff Meek Raiden, I'm done with him. He's dead to me as a character. I don't like that guy. I, I'm just kind of hoping for a Light or dark, doesn't matter to me. I'm done with Raiden. <laughs> We're probably, we're probably gonna get like one version of every character going forward, and I wouldn't be opposed to mixing and matching. I have my preferences. I don't expect all of those to go answered, or, but I think it's pretty well impossible to go forward murdering every Raiden. That's, yeah, that's it's not, not that hard. There's only one thing Raiden does in the story, and it's protect Earth. And we have Fujin for that! If you're gonna kill Raiden, you're gonna reboot the series. That's all there is to it. Yeah, they're, I, they're not gonna get rid of Hat Guy. Like, everyone remembers there, Hat There's guy. more than one Hat Guy. Casuals can't even tell the difference between Raiden and Kung Lao. They, 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 they know That's the difference. That's harsh. They, they know the difference. And, well, they... I have talked to people who don't know the difference. Don't tell me they know the difference. They're gonna we know the difference because we actually play the games. They know the guy who know of Mortal Kombat but don't play Mortal Kombat. They know there is a hat guy. They don't know which of the two hat guys they're thinking of. As you can see, Razor thinks very highly of Mortal Kombat's casual audience. (laughs) (laughs) I I I listen to other podcasts sometimes because i'm fans of things other than mortal Kombat. that's a mistake nothing's good but i listen Kombat. to uh, a power rangers podcast called ranger danger because they often interview the writers of the comic books on that show the guys on that podcast uh were talking about mortal Kombat in an episode a few weeks ago and one of the hosts could not name scorpion or maybe oh, it was that he could name scorpion but he couldn't name sub-zero <laughs> a podcast full of people who comment on people that dress on five people that dress identically, barring color schemes, couldn't tell ninjas apart. No, this yeah, this is make believe. This is make believe. This. this is what I'm telling you. We overestimate how much people who don't play Mortal Kombat know about Mortal Kombat. Hmm. I am telling you, they remember there's a yellow ninja and a blue ninja. They might not remember their names. They remember there's a hat guy, and they can't tell the two hat guys apart. But those are people who don't play Mortal Kombat, so whether or not you care what they think is up to you. My point is that Raiden is not one of the pillars. He's not, like, part of this MK Trinity like people believe he is. I don't believe that this Trinity exists. It's not Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Raiden. 
it's just Scorpion and Sub-Zero. You can kill off Raiden. And in fact, Fujin isn't the only guy you can replace him with. Remember Liu Kang's MK9 ending where he becomes a god? Specifically because he challenges Raiden for the title? <laughs> because he's like, you fucked up. They could do that in canon, and I'd be okay with it. That's all I got to say. Fuck Raiden. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what the hell is going on I, here? <laughs> I, 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 I just don't think that they're going to do that. Like, I, I honestly think that they don't want Fujin back playable, and they're going to... With X, like, any character that could have filled the role of fuck you, Raiden, you're an idiot is evil now. Uh, Luke well, well, here's the thing evil. about X. I think... I think people are looking at the fact that Fujin wasn't in X the wrong way. So, first of all, you have to understand that Raiden wasn't really replaceable yet. He doesn't become Dark Raiden until the end of that game. So... Putting Fujin on that roster would have been premature, I feel like. And and the thing about DLC is DLC characters don't have stories. They don't really matter. So that would have been a waste of Fujin. Yeah. So I, agree so I think yeah. I don't think Ed hates Fujin. I think he was saving him for this game. At I least don't that's think, what I hope. I don't think that he thinks about Fujin on a day-to-day basis like that. I that might have been true before all the Twitter for the past five years. <laughs> I, I I think that the story guys, I don't think he thinks about the story himself. That's why he hires writers. Like, they cope with the story and they come to him, hey, is this okay? And he goes, well, like, I would I would hope that between all the tweets and the story guys, Ed Boon has been convinced to put Fujin in this game. I don't think so, because I remember there was a tweet this tweet could have been sarcastic, but he said he responded to someone saying that Fujin was one of the most highly requested, and he said, "No, you made that up." Everything he says is troll bait. Everything. Stop paying attention. But um, one thing he did also say recently, he debunked that recent rumor going around that had like a trilogy level amount of characters. Yeah. And the way in which he debunked that kind of makes me think that he thought that that was too conservative a roster. You know? Well, I mean, there's, there's know. a lot of things going on with that leak deserving of debunking. Like, for starters, can we stop using the names Kronika and Garrus, please? Yeah. Like, you can't just make up fanfiction names for the characters. Wait till they reveal them. The only person who would stupid. name a character Chronica has been smoking a lot of weed. Come on. About, that's what we all thought when we saw that name. The thing about like actually making a fake leak and putting actual character names in there that you made up, it's then you it's debunked if those are wrong. Like unless you yeah, have a one in a million those shot. Are the, those are always the leaks that get debunked the fastest. If you want your leak to last longer. Don't name the new characters. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what the strategy is there. And he did debunk that roster. Granted, the screenshot he shared didn't have the new characters on it, even though they were part of that leak. So I don't know if he was just debunking what he saw in that. But regardless... No, he just he just took a phone thing. screenshot. That was It was 
part of the screen. That doesn't right. mean he was leaving out parts of the league. I, I mean, think either it was way, more like he wasn't even gonna even give a response to those shitty names. Either way, I mean, it's it's debunked. So now we can move on. Like he he said, even bring up that bring up that uh screenshot or bring up that leak or whatever the tweets when the actual roster is revealed when the game comes out because you're gonna you're basically he's laughing at it because it's gonna be so different from what we what we saw so yeah i i mean to me that debunks all of the the leaks in terms of the roster ones because they've all pretty much had the same characters listed just don't pay attention to these things people it's not worth your time yeah um but yeah, I mean, moving on from Raiden and Fujin, was there other characters that you guys wanted to see a specific version keep going on from a different timeline? God, yes, I have my I have my choices for every single character pretty well. It would be nice to have, you know, a live Liu Kang, the the old Liu Kang who wasn't like the asshole that he is in MK9. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, sorry, we never did get that. Uh resolution to his body decaying and his spirit being out there floating around and helping Ermac and whatnot, so nah, if there was one version of Liu Kang I'd want back, it's the original. Because I want that closure, because, you know, like Rachel said, this one's kind of ruined. Well, there's, so that's a weird the whole timeline thing, because if, there are certain characters where if you pull them from the old timeline and have them meet their MKX selves, they're the same. Sub-Zero... In MK9 was changed a lot, but then in X they made him Deadly Alliance Sub-Zero again. So if old timeline Sub-Zero and new timeline Sub-Zero met, they have slightly different pasts, but they have become the same guy. If if uh, Liu Kang meets Liu Kang and it's Armageddon and MKX, they're both zombies. They're different kinds of zombies, but they're both zombies. If it's Raiden from Armageddon and Raiden from X, they're both dark. So I think the fact that the sub, the Scorpion we saw in the trailer was wearing a mix of his MK2 and Ultimate MK3 outfits, that says to me that they're not pulling them from the end of the old timeline, they're pulling them from random points in history. Possible. Although that could just be there to really, really show the casual audience that these are, these are definitely from different timelines. You might not know from when, we might not know from when or where, but I tend to not put too much stock in what a character is wearing as proof to where they come from. Right, but I'm just, like, from a writer's perspective, if you were going to bring in old timeline characters specifically to replace uh, messed up versions with the better one, like, because Cabal and Striker are revenants, you bring back the old timeline Cabal and Striker, and then at the end of the game, those are the ones you keep. Uh, Cabal ended the old timeline as a bad guy. Is that the Cabal we want? <laughs> he could have another sudden change of heart. De-assassinate the character. How is that guy going to change his mind, though? He started bad, turned good, turned bad again? Maybe he's just a very <laughs> complicated man, and we don't know him nearly as well as we like to think that we do. Do we Maybe know we what... could just have MK3 Cabal. How about that? Yeah, I was going to say, do we know what part like they're actually going to be coming from? Like, what actual part of the timeline each character yeah, that's, is coming that's, from? Yeah, that's my no point. Like, if you're assuming they're coming from the end of the old timeline, if they're the Armageddon versions of the characters, those aren't always the best versions. Sure. No, not always. I mean, the best versions, but... you should be yanking from different spots. 
but you're also assuming that the best versions are also all the ones that are in the original timeline. Uh, that's not an this... assumption. No, it's really it's it's no. If you <laughs> sit there, there and you tell two, and you tell me there to are choose... only two characters no. that are better in the new timeline than they were in the old, and those are Johnny Cage and Scorpion. I will also take Sonya. I really will, and I will take Jax. I will take Jax up and down right now over old timeline yeah, Jax. I guess I don't, I don't give a crap about the arms. He had a kid. He's got a farm. He's trying to go on with his life. And you know what? I mean, Kung Lao. I guess I prefer the old version, but I'm not going to bat much of an eye if it's the new one. I mean, well, but Kung Lao's twenty years of Revenant. Uh, I mean, we'll see. And I mean, I don't, I don't think MKX like MKX Jax probably is better than old timeline Jax overall. I just. I don't know how much of a future Jax has. Because, first of all, he's a 60-year-old man in X. And second... So, there's a weird thing about Jax in X, where they brought him back to life, and then they kill him again in his arcade ending. <laughs> that shit's not canon, and you know that as I know well it's as not, I but it's weird to kill a guy in the same game you bring him back. Like, what does that say about intent? Remember when Kung Lao was like... A reincarnation of the original? Don't put too much stock in those. Remember when, like, Sub-Zero wrote a dragon? These I mean, arcade endings that, are, but the, These arcade the endings Between matter. the weird endings and the likely ones are the likely ones repeat in other endings. And that Aaron Black shooting Jax thing happens in, like, three endings. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. I, I, I feel like that was territory that they might have gone down, but, like, now they've... I feel like they're just shifting focus and changing. Again, I'm not saying style. it'll actually happen. I'm just writer's intent. It seems like they're looking for a future where they drop jacks. I think that they like to test the waters. And I think that a lot of this, well, MK11's apparent direction with conflicting timelines is they've noticed a lot of people paying attention to where Jade went and Dream Lady and, you know possible alternate version of Katana maybe still being alive after Armageddon where, you know, Khan fell and whatnot. I think that they I think that they pay a lot of attention to what people do want to see, what they're interested in. So I don't think we're going to get that Aaron Black murders Jax uh, bit at all. Well, I hope not, because the only reason to get rid of Jax is because you think Jackie is a adequate replacement, and she's and fucking not. And as you can plainly see, no one thinks that at all. I mean, there are there are people on our Discord who are arguing that they'd like Jax to sit out a game just because he's been in a lot of games, and every time that comes up, I'm just like, but then who's going to do the powerbomb? You gotta have a powerbomb guy, it's a fighting game. <laughs> Tremor? Sue Hao? Sue Hao's not coming back. <laughs> I mean, uh, ultimately, Sue Hao would be the, the, the grappler guy, but yeah, he's not coming back. It's not gonna happen, man. <laughs> yeah. Jax does need to take a break, though. I, I want my powerbomb guy, man. I I, I mean, mean, I'm of the opinion... I, I see where you're coming from on wanting a powerbomb guy, but, I mean, there's so many archetypes that you could go with, and we can't have them all. Like, we can't always have pro wrestler powerbomb guy in every single game. I don't think that should be... Like, I don't think that should be a get-out-of-jail-free or a instant inclusion, a must-have not... for Jax every time, just because he does power bombs. I'm not saying that Jax should be in every game. I just want to know 
if he's not in a game, who's the power bomb guy? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You don't you don't have that's... to have that every single time. There are yeah, like there's I, well, other I archetypes. I don't agree with that. <laughs> there's other thing. archetypes to explore that we don't even have yet that I would I love to see in the game. Fighting but... games, fighting games that don't have a power bomb guy, I'm less likely to play those ones. But I mean, it's not just about you. <laughs> it's about like Is I've never. <laughs> I've never particularly subscribed to the fact that MK needs the archetypes that appear in different sorts of fighting games for that very reason. Well, look, I'm not, I'm not can, saying hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. a rush young guy and a zoner guy and a grappler guy. I'm not defining the archetypes in terms of, like, season one of Killer Instinct was each of these guys are a specialist in, like, a fighting game archetype. Pro wrestling guy is not a fighting game archetype command grab guy is and that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i want the wwe moves i want the flavor okay did it bother you that smoke did a german suplex because it didn't bother me it I didn't thought... but a german suplex is essentially the same thing as an azuna drop so i don't qualify it as a wrestling thing what about cyrex's so pile driver <sighs> cyrex that's not really a pile driver I mean, I just feel like we're splitting hairs here. We like, kind of really are. Like, I, I get where you're coming from, but, and I'm not saying like the fighting game archetypes. That wasn't my argument. My argument's more not every like form of fighting can be represented every single game we have. We still don't have like Capoeira guy. Like, where's that guy at? Like, I'd still like yep, that you guy. Say that, but it was wandering the earth. Searching You're saying that it is an argument for leaving things out, whereas I would be like, where the fuck is Capoeira Guy, though? Why aren't you doing Capoeira Guy? I'm just saying we can't have everything, so, like, all the time. You gotta, you gotta mix it up, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Jax being in the game or anybody being in the game and having power bombs and that stuff. I'm just saying, like, from a game perspective, I don't think the majority of the audience are playing Mortal Kombat and saying... Why? Where's the guy that does a power bomb? Like, I, I don't, I don't think that's a point of view that is going to hurt the the perception of this game or the fun people have with this game. That that's a you thing. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not like I'm not discrediting or saying that you can't feel that way. We all have certain desires that we want to see in the game. I just, I mean, we've had we've had power bomb guy in X in nine in versus DCU in. And, and like we we've had a guy that does these types of moves, I, I I just don't think it needs to always be there. I don't think wrestling moves like I mean like like Chad was alluding to. I mean you still get wrestling moves sprinkled throughout other characters, so it's not like it's completely lost. But if you want a character specifically designed to do like the over the top wrestling, I mean hell even Bo Raicho did an elbow drop in his X ray like. The, they're there. That's true, but like, worst I mean, case change every game. Go, <laughs> worst case scenario, you go down to the pound and you get you a new power bomb guy. Third strike did it with Hugo. Right, and if we get a new power bomb guy, I will I will judge that guy on his merits, and maybe he'll be good. I but mean, I'd I, like there to be a power bomb guy. Sure, <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay for you to feel that way. I'm just saying... I mean, the question is, what do I want to see? Right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, there's just so I, many things that I, I I feel like we haven't even gotten. 
And well, part okay, of that so... is because we we have these characters that take up roster slots more so than they probably should. I have nothing against I don't Jax. If he I makes it into because I so I'm actually like a big I think the fact that Scorpion and Sub-Zero are in every game is a positive. I think Vanilla MK3 was a mistake. Sure, I agree. <laughs> um, I also, so like, when I talked about how I don't believe in the Trinity, and I think Raiden's placement next to Scorpion Sub is false, there actually is someone who I would put in a Trinity, and that's Noob Cybot. I think, so, if you actually look at, like, the history of the Mortal Kombat games, um, Bihan is in a version of every single game ever, except MKX. And I think the fact that that streak was broken was a bad thing. I think Noob Saibot should have been an X. Well, I'm not going to argue there. I, I, I will disagree on the Raiden bit. I still think... I know your argument of the hat guy. Some people don't even well, no, like, there's, understand there's more the to it difference. Than that. I just I don't think Raiden is a good character. I don't like Raiden. Well, I mean, I don't care for Raiden particularly from a story standpoint. But I mean, if you put up that character, like I mean, I've looked at so many top ten lists that websites put out of, or not even top ten, like top one hundred fighting game characters. Raiden is yeah, always so up there in the is... conversation, like the top ten of all of those lists. So so much of, like, there's a psychological element of people who make lists, and if you ask people what are the definitive parts of a franchise and stuff like that, where it's... A lot of it is people say things because they've been conditioned to think that way by the fact that, like, they would say Raiden should be in every game because Raiden has been in so many games. Whether they have a personal, like, attachment to Raiden or not, they haven't even thought about it. I mean, for the record, I don't care if Raiden is in the game or not. That's I, I'm talking purely from an iconic standpoint. Those are the three characters that, to me, most people are going to associate with the series, are those three characters. Yeah, I think good things happen with Raiden. They're just not the things that we see happening these days, because they keep writing him back into this hole of being the dark, angry god out to destroy the, everything. The and it's problem... a problem to like a person like that once they've been written that way. The problem with Raiden is a writing problem because the Raiden that everybody thinks of is Christopher Lambert. I mean, they picture his, like, MK2 costume, but when they imagine his personality and him speaking, they're sort of expecting the the guy who goes, the, you know, you're fighting for the fate of the world, ha ha ha, sorry. They're not picturing fucking this exposition robot we get in the actual game this boring motherfucker well and if, if we could get christopher lambert raiden in the games he'd be one of my favorite characters it's just that that's not the raiden that nrs thinks of is not the raiden that the fans think of and that's sort of the problem i don't think he really became exposition robot and probably until mkda he used to no, that was I, I think that he used to have more of a personal scenes things. at all, unless you count the endings in four. Like he did, he did the narration for four, but you know, prior to that, he sacrificed his own mortality to come down and fight with the rest of everyone. And at the end of MK3, MK4 was largely a personal thing for him. So he used to have yeah, a lot like, more agency no... than he does now. 
I mean, there are there's a difference between events a person does and the way a person talks. I think we could avoid all these problems if we just stop making him a goddamn narrator for every game. It yeah. would help. But but it's more than that. It's like The best mentor characters in fiction, and I've said this multiple times before, are the ones who are sort of jokey or, you know, they're evasive. Like, when their student comes to them and asks a question, they never give a straight answer because they want the student to figure it out on their own. They want the student to have to use their brain and learn how to think rather than what to think. And that's, like... That's what Lambert Raiden does well, is he's he teases you until you figure out your problem on your own. Whereas in in all the games, if someone asks Raiden a question, he just fucking tells him the answer and he's, you know, got this bland stone facial expression and there's just no personality to him. He's not a character, he's a device. That's actually kind of how I feel about a lot of the cast. Yeah, I mean, that comes down to the characterization of like their writing. They're just how they create the the characters. I don't. I mean, there's a reason why Mortal Kombat X's story left no real impression on me. It just, it's just there. I mean, it's 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 a tool. It's all a tool and a device to get you to try several of the characters, and that's it. I mean, it's not. They stick to that formula, and, and we've talked about this in the past, and they basically write around that formula of playing chapters and trying these characters to the point where you can't really ever, you don't ever really feel that invested in what, to me, at least me personally, I don't feel that invested in what's going on or invested in the characters because just the storytelling is completely, it's all just there as a, a smokescreen to get you to try the characters. I don't know. I just I I, I've been saying there are there are moments of emotion that matter in X. Um, I would say they're all uh, wrapped around Johnny and Sonya, or Scorpion and Quan Chi. I don't know. I would say that the conversation between Scorpion and other characters. (laughs) The conversation between Raiden and Kung Jin was actually one of my best moments in that entire storyline. Yeah, I agree. But that um, was that was a good one. Um. Regarding the whole shit with um, just the the story mode being just a training uh, device, I think with the interviews at E3 in 2010, Ed Boon actually stated that's basically what they are. I have a question for you, Smoke Man. Yeah? Do you have a hand vac going on in the background there? Uh, oh, yeah, hold on. This is a fan. <laughs> I just imagine somebody <laughs> with like a hand vacuum just getting every corner. Uh, I love it. No, no it's just a, a fan. My roommate and I just have it in there for white noise. Okay. Hey! What the hell are you doing over there? Not you, Smoke Man. Are you talking not, to your dog again? And not your roommate either. My, my, I, I am home alone for a month. <laughs> So he's not Kevin McAllister over here. I was about to say in the Kevin McAllister way or just like the isolated (laughs) and weird way? Uh, Kevin McAllister way. They accidentally counted the neighbor kid instead of you? Yeah. Happens to the best (laughs) of us. Um, More characters. Ed Ed has indeed said that that's basically what the story 
story mode is is just a, a way for everyone to try every character that's you know not a villain Which right is but and i don't care if that's the purpose behind it just if you're gonna have a mode good. at all put some effort into it that's all i ask like use your whole ass don't half-ass things <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is one of the reasons that I tend to prefer all the uh, Arc System or story modes of, of, of uh, characters in Guilty Gear X and Blazable and whatnot, because there's no hand-holding there. They don't make me try everyone. I try everyone on my own time and my own blaze. Sure. I get to follow who I want, and I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a it's not a good way to try them all to begin with. You you try them for three fights. You don't have time to really learn anything other than a, a few specials. It's not like you're learning combos are going crazy or getting super familiar and as soon as you like do get any sort of sense of oh okay i, I finally think i know what i'm doing a little bit to the point where you time remember yep to the point you know they're specials then it's, it's time to move on so i just feel like there's a better way to handle that if they want to do a try the whole roster type of mode there's other ways to do that than the story i feel like the story i still maintain to this day Either they need to design the story in a way that's completely different and it still allows you to play through it somehow, or they just need to make it a cinematic because, man, I enjoyed watching Injustice 2 cinematic without having to play through it. To me, that was a very enjoyable experience just to watch all the cutscenes string together. I enjoyed that story mode. It's less enjoyable when you're constantly interrupted to play and to try and figure out the character and assume, yeah, like, like I said, it's just not... And then and then you run into the issues that we've talked about before, how the enemy characters always get jobbed out and the, the power levels of the characters doesn't make any sense. You see characters dominating. You get put in an endurance fight when the character shouldn't be able to beat those two characters, but they do because you're the player playing the one character. It's just, it's hard to take serious and it's hard to get really into the story when you're constantly interrupted with that type of stuff. So I just... They I wish... want you to go in for the sake of gameplay with the cinematic as fluff, but you're there for the fluff because people love the fluff. That yeah, it's the, the fluff opposite, gets critically yeah. acclaimed. Yeah, no, the gameplay feels for a lot of us. The gameplay is the the fluff, and we're there for the actual story and the cinematics. We want to actually get like into it, and uh, just give us a just give us a way to watch all the cutscenes without playing. I, I really wish that was the, the case, but. Even then, you'd still run into who beats who and stuff. So I mean, I just we wish have they a would... training. We have a training mode. Yeah. They can remove any and all semblance of gameplay out of the cinematic story mode, and we'd still have a place to go around and fuck around with people and test them out. Yeah, I I hope. I mean, I, I mean it's not going to happen with MK11. At least I don't think it will. But I hope eventually they do get to that point. The thing for me is like, ah, the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I found it. <laughs> I'm going to show it to all of you now. <laughs> what I found, the thing, is the cutscenes still exist. Like somebody wrote those, right? So when they were writing them, when they were sitting down in front of their computer typing out the word document that is the script of story mode, how do you not put something into every line of dialogue? How do you not try? Because, like, there are... And the other thing is, the games now have, like, MKX has these intros when you're playing, you know, just regular arcade ladder or against a human opponent. 
every match, your characters say stuff to each other. And there's more personality in those lines than there are in the story mode dialogues. Sure. So it's obviously they're they're capable of it. Yeah, but, but I, I worry uh... about that now because because most of those were written by Brian Chard and he's gone now and the ones in Injustice 2 were a whole bunch of like pre-recorded mix and match stock things that don't really Ooh. go together right. Mesh well. That that that, that could have been due to the the uh the writer's strike as well. Uh, I don't well, believe no, that. No, I think it not, is. That's right. Not the writer's strike, the voice actor strike. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't I don't buy it. I think that's just the change in the writing staff. I think it's because Chard is gone and Kittleson's in there now. We're getting lazier work. Wasn't Chard also responsible for a large portion of MK9 story mode? Yeah, but that's because he was yeah, but... to. He was told to. But yeah, yeah. That, those are all like there's uh... a difference between plot decisions and dialogue quality. Those are two different kinds of writing. And I can't say Chard was good at plotting, but I can say he was obviously really good at dialogue. I, I agree, but I, I think what, what Shad is remembering is that he was responsible for changing Molina. And it, I wouldn't necessarily blame that on him. I He was 100% told by Ed, hey, change Molina. And he just kind of... Did what he was asked, it's, I guess. It's not just Molina. It's uh, the entire origin of uh, the tournament as a thing the Elder Gods don't even care about, something they don't enforce. The fact that yeah, the, the winning in Mortal Kombat doesn't actually affect anything. Was uh, Char it, was a lot the, of, it was a lot of stupid shit. Was Char the lead writer? No. Vogel was still the lead. I don't know Ooh. what... I don't know what the titles mm. are now. I believe Kittleson was the lead on Injustice 2. And to be fair, Injustice 2 is fairly well plotted. Like, and I, don't I don't have have any major complaints about Injustice 2's story. I liked Mortal Kombat X's comic tie-in for the most part. I'd say I, if I had to uh... like grade Kittleson. Like, like, the writing quality of the stuff that he's given to us on a scale of 10. I mean, it hasn't been perfect, but he's certainly given us a lot of gems to work with, so... I mean, we've we've talked about and reviewed the comic several times, and yeah. I, I still feel that, like, while he did good things with some characters, he, you know, he didn't nail everybody from the 3D era, and the big thing for me is always that he, he loves to work puns into the dialogue. I don't think he's a good dialogue writer. But bees, Razor... God, not the bees. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Not the bees! <laughs> See? Never gets old. Alright, alright. Well. Um Well, is there anything else you want to touch upon in terms of your I mean, hopes we, with the stories and characters? I, I, I figured we really we'd... didn't like get very far in choosing which characters from which timeline we'd like to stick around. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm gonna, like, I, want, I want the original Molina back. I do miss the proper mouth. Yeah, me too. Well, proper is jangly and fucked up. Not only that, but like I think just sh she's a better character in the original timeline. Yes. 
far better than just oh crazy sex girl like that's not interesting there's oh. there's benefits i mean the overcompensation for lack of I, I mean for things she doesn't have via being a sex bomb makes a lot of sense yeah but, but but that that makes sense but in the context of nine she that's just all she is she doesn't have the whole like s depression self-hating shit to warn well, here, here's the thing like here's the thing about that is that the uh, Malina thing, yeah. character traits that we like the most all revolve around how Shao Kahn treats her. We're not going to see that in Eleven, no matter which version of Molina we get. Because... Because Shao Kahn treated her like shit. Right, but, but we're not... Like, if... If we see old timeline Molina, we're not going to see her interacting with Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn is a pre-order character. He's not going to be in story mode. True. That's but... still an assumption. It's a fair assumption, but it's still it's, an assumption. I am, I am extremely comfortable making I mean, that assumption. Yeah, <laughs> but we still... That, that's still there. Those interactions still happened. She's still... Right, but they happened in the past. Melina, the Melina of the old timeline on the surface acts exactly the same as the Melina we saw in MKX. I don't think those two characters are different enough that you'd notice the difference in MK11 story mode. No. I would probably pick the original for simplicity's sake to no longer have the one with the mucked up timeline hanging around. Yeah, that, that's about... For me, for that's me about the as only much real reason to, to pick it. old timeline Melina is that, first of all, new timeline Melina is dead. There is that, yes. And second, the different mouths. I want the lips gone. Oh, the the lips... Or a problem. When it comes to design, like, that's something that they change on the fly a lot of the time, so... I feel like if we do see old timeline Melina in 11, she'll probably still have the redesigned list. It's just, for me, for me, the characters that are worth uh, drawing a distinction between and saying, I want this version rather than that version, it's the ones that you can actually tell them apart easily. <laughs> and, for example... The Cabal we have now is a zombie. The Cabal at the end of Armageddon was a villain. So sort the Cabal of. I would like most is MK3. <laughs> See, that, like, I get that, but for now, I'm just running off the assumption that they're going to take them from the latest point of the timeline that they, that they possibly can. If we start picking and choosing, cherry-picking which which specific part of every specific timeline we take a character from, uh, just, it's it's a headache. Uh, I feel like there, that's the so only... Uh, I feel like that's what makes the conversation interesting, is what if you could pick and choose? I mean, then I'd have to say I would pick Human Smoke from roughly the MK9 period, before he was ruined. I, I would pick Cyber Smoke. <laughs> I would pick MK3 Cyber Smoke every fucking See, time. We're gonna have that conversation on the smoke retrospective. Because yeah. Well that's a ways to go. For three hours. <laughs> that is. But, the game like, might be out by the time we're having that episode. <laughs> I take I would take original timeline noob cybot because the new one got tossed into a soul native and blow it up. That's and... true. I mean we don't know for sure that he's dead, but who fucking knows? But if I had to choose one, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Night I mean, like... honestly, the two noob cybots are another case of those are the same guy. For the most part. 
Nightwolf, I guess probably the original. I so, would take I would take so, specifically okay, so I want his MK3 costume. But I, I want, want his Deception MK9. Nightwolf, because that's the guy who beat the Dragon King. So he's got like more credentials. Well, he's, he's the guy that <laughs> pinned the Dragon King down for a little while, sort of. Dragged his soul down after like Shushinko beat him. Right. I just I just want I want a Nightwolf on screen who specifically goes. Hey, did you know you can only go to hell if you're evil? Like, I can't even exist there. <laughs> I do want one with, like, MK9's persona, though. Like, his dialogue and his take-no-shit attitude. Like Nightwolf like was always that character. It's just MK9 was the first time we got to see it. Yeah, probably. But just putting that hope out there that they remember that this is a character that can be written and written really well and interesting when you really aim for it. Sure. No. I just I I the thing about MK9 Nightwolf is he's got this whole backstory about how he's been alive since the Trail of Tears. I want I want modern day archaeologist Nightwolf. I don't want this guy who's like ageless. It could be both. I don't want it to be both. Well, if if he if he was ageless, why would he even need to be a historian? Got to get money. Got it. Got to feed yourself. Got to keep employed. Right. No, I want I want a guy who was like born in the modern day and discovered like his heritage and like acts like a normal human being. <laughs> I would prefer like yeah. I, I view Nightwolf as a very contemporary kind of person. So uh, I, I, I suppose if I had to pick one, I would prefer that he was just of a normal age. But I kind of see why they go that way. It's a bit cliche, though. That's but, my problem with it. It is yeah. cliche. Like, he's the Native American character. Can we please have less of a stereotype? Yeah. Uh, Johnny, Sonia, we covered those. Liu Kang probably goes without saying. Actually, so... Sonia is definitely one of the characters who's sort of better and more in-depth in the new timeline. Yeah. But I still feel like, I forget what episode we talked about this before, but there, there's, it was probably her retrospective when yeah. we were talking about her MKX fatalities. The Sonya I want to exist doesn't exist in either timeline, and it's the one where she's been fighting Outworld for so long she has severe PTSD and acts like Rambo. I'm kind of completely against that. I just, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't need traumatized women. I just, I don't. Well, no, because it's like, okay, so it's like Sarah Connor in Terminator 2, which is already one of the inspirations for Sonya. Yes, where she's but... this, like, the reason she's such a psycho hard ass is because she's seen some shit. And she knows what's coming. And that's, you know... I think Sonya's kind of always been that hard-ass character. But, like... There needs to be a better reason for it other than just she's a cunt. Yeah, that's the thing. Sonya has always been the same character. Like, I want to see her grow in any direction. And if Scarred to the point of ultra-violence is a direction that's available, I'll take it. See... I believe in, like, maybe putting a band-aid on the wound and let it heal 
rather than ripping it wider open to make a cool looking scar. <laughs> My solution to this is stop writing her as an asshole. Oh, that's I all I ask. Sonya's capable I mean, of growing always... in that direction. I don't I don't think she I think has hard, hard ass is a part of her, but Kittleson wrote the MKX comic and he wrote it well and he gave her those moments with Johnny, and that's what I want to see a little bit more of. I like yeah. seeing the people behind the combatants. That's a problem I, I have always, with Katana too. Like, we we've always seen moments like in the movie when she warms up to Johnny and in MKX when she starts being nicer to her kid and in the comic where she's like sharing those memories with Johnny. But they always they're always fleeting and like even though she had that bonding period with Johnny in the comic, she still ended up the same way she is an ex again. Like it's always it's a it's part of who she is. I'm like, I wouldn't steps back with her. I don't think she's I wouldn't. I wouldn't erase it. But really cooling down. I just think making her angrier and traumatized and pissed off just isn't the way to go about it. And she's not. Gonna, you're not going to win her any fans that way. I mean, it can't keep giving us those moments and remind us every now and then that there's a person underneath there, and that's all I ask. A few more I lines mean, like retirement, my ass. You know? it, it it gives her more depth in my opinion. Like it does not for me. Well, I don't I don't think it it matters much. I don't expect we're going to see any major growth for Sonya in MK11. No, that's not happening. Oh, we got love it in 10. Uh, we got her resolving yeah, but... things with Kano sort of. We got her having the chance to murder him and not doing it. That was huge for her. Sure. But you know he's just going to escape from jail and be in this fucking game. That's not her <laughs> fault. That's not her fault. And that's a wonderful thing. Ear to ear. All now, day long. See, this... the thing is, if, if they were to make a, a, just a direct sequel to X, Sonya's character development would just fucking reset. Like, Yeah, she... that's what I'm saying. Like, she always, like, she shows the soft moment and then she goes right back being to the same asshole. It's like the movie 1408. <laughs> think that she should be a character this time through. Let us sit it out and let Cassie take her place. Sonya's reached the end of her character. I'd be okay with Sonya sitting it out. I think a I mean, lot of people, people would be not. okay. Yeah. But... The thing yeah. is, the thing is, we're talking about like old timeline versus new timeline. Sonya's a character that exists in both. Yeah, I mean, we. Here's the thing. Here's and I would the thing. Um, ten times out of ten, take the new is, one. Uh, so we don't really know. <laughs> To what extent this is gonna be timeline versus timeline? We all we we know that's gonna be a major story point, and obviously the gear is going to be around that, making classic designs and whatnot. But I would I I mean I don't know personally. I would hope they don't only like their only factor for the roster is that they're in both timelines. I feel like that's kind of that's not fun. I think that's gonna play a factor, but I also think you gotta appeal to the fans. You gotta appeal to the the characters that the, the the developers like, so on and so forth. Not every character is going to be that perfect Scorpion well, or devs, Sub-Zero that were If your in... criteria for appearing in the game is that they were in both timelines, that means you've basically got the ultimate MK3 cast plus five people. Yeah, no, well, I Well, yeah, and so. I'm saying, like, that's not every character. I'm just saying that Sonya <clears throat> is a major character. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, there are choices in their characters that this does not apply to. Because obviously, like, Kotal wasn't in any of the old games, and he's definitely going to come back. Cassie wasn't in any of the old games, and she's definitely coming back. 
I mean, the roster is so... I mean, that's obviously the biggest thing for me right now is what the roster looks like, but the roster... When Ed Boon debunked that, as we mentioned before, it really could go any direction. Like, <clears throat> none of us have any idea where that thing might go. We don't know the amount of characters we're getting. We don't know what kind of characters they want to focus on other than the our assumption or speculation of that they're going to want to feature the ones that played major roles in both timelines, obviously. But beyond that, I mean, it's it's a fair game. Anybody could really, depending what they have for that character or maybe they just want to include them for gameplay reasons. I don't know. That's just the, that. I, if I could get any answer right now, and not have to wait any longer is just to get an idea of who's on this roster. I'm really just super cautiously optimistic, but cautious, just cautious in general. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the roster right now. I feel like knee jerk reaction from MKX. It's got to be more fan favorites make it like Noob, Jade, possibly Fujin, Frost, I- so on and so forth. Bring back some MK3 characters that people miss, like. One of the one or two of the cyborgs and Nightwolf and so on and so forth, but who knows? If Fujin doesn't make it, I will eat a newspaper on the air. <laughs> oh my Wolf. god! I hope, <laughs> I hope he doesn't make it now. Sample that. We record, recorded this. Sample it. I'm gonna. If Fujin does not make it. I'll eat a newspaper. Um. Yeah. I mean, we need <laughs> we need to remember that. I have a folder of things that people predict. And say that are guarantees for the game, either good or bad. And I need to write that down and remember that you said you would eat a newspaper on the air. I honestly think that Noob and Jade are, are complete locks for this game. Oh yeah, no, I, I think I, those two are probably, other than maybe Shang Tsung, I think those two are the safest bets to make it into here that weren't in Probably. X. Cause I, I want to say smoke too, but he's he was sort of technically around last time, and I don't know. Ed Ed always makes these stupid fucking polls on Twitter that don't mean shit. But I think the one that actually did did mean something is that Combat Pack three one he made like three years ago, where uh, the yeah. winners were Noob and Jade. And since that didn't happen, I think that he'll actually put both of them in there. Yeah, I mean he made polls that were. You know, which female character that wasn't an X did you miss the most? And people chose Jade. And which male character that wasn't an X did people miss the most? And people chose Noob or whoever it was. And and even Event Hubs had, like, a poll, and both of them ranked pretty d- damn high. Even, I think Frost was up there, too, along with Fujin. So I, I would be surprised if we don't see most of those characters we just mentioned but like I said, who knows where they're going? I, I'm hoping that Razor's right in that Fujin was held off from being DLC because he was going to be in this game, or they had already maybe they already planned the DLC, or maybe who knows what. I, I'm goes sure into I'm it. sure they planned DLC way ahead of time, and oh, there's yes, very little absolutely. reason for us to like try and ask for yes. things. And I think they were probably they were probably legitimately surprised by how much people really did want and expect expected Fujin to be an X. So I think rather than do some sort of last minute changing for DLC and shuffling that around, I think it was more of we'll make sure we get them in the next one, like base roster. So I, I, I hope that is correct. 
I would like to think that is correct, but, and I think we'll all be happier because of it. If, if your character can make it on, and Tempest said this in the past, if your character can make it in the base roster, that's way better than if they're DLC. So, I, I mean, I, I, I fully subscribe to that. Not, I don't subscribe to the idea that DLC characters are never going to make it in the next, like, roster, like, initial roster, like they seemingly have thus far, other than Kenshi. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I do subscribe to the idea that you should want your character to make the base roster, not so much DLC. There is a difference there, I think. There's also a hype factor difference. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but... The bet, like the biggest hype you're gonna ever be, is before the game even comes out, and that opening day, like when you take the you rat, you take the cellophane off, or you open it up if you got it on the download, and then you pull it open and you look at that select screen, like for yourself for the first time, and you could actually play your character for the first time. That's the best moment when DLC moving, comes out. You're moving the cursor over to the person you've been waiting yes. to select, and hearing that voice for the first time. I mean, I mean, Smoke Man, you can you can probably speak to this the loudest because you were obviously super pulling for Black Manta. I feel like a character being DLC. It's still exciting, especially if you're really pulling for a character. It's better than nothing. It's better than not being in the game. It's at least acknowledgement that, you know, the uh, character was desired and wanted and you finally got to play him. But at the same time, the honeymoon period with that game is over. Like the hype, the hype has gone down a little bit by that point that the DLC starts rolling out. That's just my opinion. Maybe. I Well, that's, that's how I, I felt I, about like Scarlet and Rain and MK9. I was excited to mess around with them, but by that point, the romance was over by just a little bit. I I don't know who else could have raided Atlantis with Bane. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess bringing it back to my original point, if Fujin makes it into 11, initial base roster, to me, that that makes everything okay. It, it, it writes the wrong of not putting him in X because maybe they were saving him for 11 for a bigger role anyways. And I think at the end of the day, as much as we can say it now in hindsight, I mean, I still like X, but I think if 11 is as good as it has the potential to be, then anybody's favorite character making it into 11 that didn't make it into X, you're probably going to be happier because of it. That's just my opinion. Obviously, that's that's 2020 hindsight talking. At the time, we were all super jaded and pissed off and frustrated that a specific character didn't make it. Like I was with Cyrex for not even being mentioned in X. Now, if he's in 11, I'll probably be happier because of it. But anyways. Did you One guys these days, we'll I... convince them that MK4 was an okay game. Uh, yeah, I like playing I'm MK4. convinced they just hate it, you know? Maybe. It's hard to tell. It's hard to get a read on how they honestly feel and how they're just teasing and tongue in cheek and bullshitting around type of stuff. It's really like, hard. They'll Edit. bring they'll they'll bring Quan Chi and they'll bring Tanya back because Ed likes those characters. Sure, you know, for those I mean, reasons. There's... But as far as like, I I think that I tend to think that they just like lump everyone like Fujin and Reiko in with this ball of refuse that they just tossed over their shoulders. I you know think who's not a... in the game. Havoc. Yeah, I think there's a hierarchy. I think there's a hierarchy of 3D era characters just as there was for 2D. Because, I mean, there's there's 2D era characters, or the trilogy, I should say, era characters that definitely are the black sheep of the group. Your Strikers, your so on and so forth, Mataro. 
And there are ones that get better treatment that are brought back more often than not. I think it goes the same for the 3D era. Obviously, we've seen that with Kenshi is one of the golden gooses or the, the golden egg, so to speak, Quan Chi. Um, Tanya to a slightly lesser extent, but I mean, she came back for Deception. Armage I don't even count Armageddon because everyone was there, but Deception and for and she was going to be an MK9, I'm pretty sure, as DLC, but she got cut or whatever at the last minute. And then she's an X, so... I, I definitely think there are characters that they really see a lot of potential in. Even Bo, Bo Raicho is another one that they clearly value or put on a, a higher pedestal than some other ones. But I don't think it's black and white. I don't think there's the ones they love and then the ones they absolutely hate. I think some like some of the ones like we've seen, like Frost. I, I, I think anybody that was in an ending or cameo in 9 or X has a reasonable shot to make it into 11. Anybody that was just completely left out of those, we're probably not going to see them again. So someone like Serena, Lee May, Havoc, uh, Dagon, those characters, I think, stand a reasonable shot to come back. Frost, so on and so forth. Does that make sense? Do you agree with that? I agree with I, that. I follow your logic, and I, I want to believe that you're absolutely right. I mean, there's, they could have just left those characters out and no harm done because if they truly dislike the character, they're not going to feature them at all. When, when I see them in story mode or mentioned in endings, to me that they think there's still potential there to bring them back or they're, they're setting, they're planting seeds to bring them back. They're, they're making them, they're introducing those characters to a new audience that probably didn't even play those games back in the 3D era. Um, and they started playing in nine or whatever. So to me, that's how I see it anyways. that The comic's a different story. Obviously, the comic writer was just given a list of characters, as has been mentioned, to just do whatever the hell they want with. But to actually put them in the game as a cameo for an ending or in story like Serena and Lee May, to me, that's and Frost, that's setting them up to potentially be playable next time. So... That's what I hope for, anyways. That's that's my hope, is anybody that cameoed in 9 or X still has a shot to be seen in 11 or 12 or whatever. Who knows where the hell it goes, but... I've always liked to think that the fans' voices have actually mattered a lot, too. I think Determining they do. who winds up being in, be it a year or two or however many games sure. down the line. Because without those voices, I don't think... I mean, going back to MK1 and 2, you know? people started throwing around rumors about Ermac, animalities, and, like, throwing things forward. Tremor? Tremor would have never shown up if people hadn't really, really kept the, the rumor mill alive, you know? Scarlet was a thing going way, way, way back. So, you know, right. they have always listened to people to a degree. Makes and you that, wonder what's what they're going to do for DLC this time. Yeah, I mean, I well, first, on Chad, what you said, I, I wholeheartedly think they do care what the fans want, and they do care... I mean, I think 11 shows that, the timelines aspect. They didn't have to go down this road. They could have just kept going with X, but I think they do they do care about what the fans have been asking for or speculating or really pulling for, um, and I think the roster shows that as well. I just think they, they don't show it, like, transparent-wise. I don't think they're good at being like, yeah, this is exactly what you wanted, and we're going to show you that immediately. I don't no, think no, we no. get... You don't... You never, like, give the people exactly what they want and what they demand, because otherwise you're just a slave to their whims. Sure. 
But you take their input into account. Yes, and I think they do. I just think they have their own way of going about it. I think they do take what fans say to heart, and they do want to ultimately make us happy. It's not like they're some... They're not sadists where they just want to completely shit all over us and just hopefully we still buy their product. No, they definitely want to please all crowds, lore crowds, tournament crowds, character-wise, whatever. They want to please everybody, but it's just it's not always going to be immediate results, and it's not always going to be 100% what we're asking for. And I think Fujin fell through the cracks somewhere, but I that's why I think he stands a, a reasonable shot this time. I, I do tend to think that one of the reasons we might be getting this timeline scenario is because of an Optimus Prime 1986 of my Optimus Prime 1986 scenario where I don't think that they understood just how attached a lot of people were to the way things were built up and the mythology and the worlds that they'd built up until all of that seems to have been taken away. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't want to say this feels like an apology. I do feel like it's them kind of trying to take the best things possibly that they've built from all across the timelines in every game and kind of slapping them together and seeing, well, you know, whatever happens. And kind of re-acknowledging all those years that they put into building this thing up, you know? I, yeah, I mean, and especially like in terms of the roster, they're walking on a razor's edge in this because a lot of people, uh, not, not yeah, uh, not I didn't even realize that when I said that. Up, up, up. <laughs> Jesus. Names. Okay, but uh, but seriously, they're really walking a Shadowloo soldier. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's like that's Shadow Priest. Shadow Priest soldier. Talk about the thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I'm I'm not trying to blow smoke, man. I okay. Let's move on. Uh, but no, seriously. Um, who is? With the, <laughs> with the roster for 11, I think they really are... Because some people have pointed out that Ed Boon debunking that fake roster is a little scary because that roster actually had a decent amount of good characters on it. Um, barring the Kano's son and the, the names and stuff and a lot of probably returning characters that didn't need to be there in this game. But... That aside, there was a lot of characters in it that people have been really asking for, like Noob and Jade and Fujin, Frost, so on. So when he debunked that, some people are scared because if the real roster doesn't look like that, like if it's if it's enough to where he's pointing it out and he's laughing and telling the person to bring it back up once they actually see the roster, that's a little scary because then maybe it isn't. Maybe those characters aren't going to make it. So I don't know, man. But I, I do strongly, I still hold out the belief that they, this 11, I feel like is going to be that apology for the roster of X. It's going to right a lot of wrongs. And they're still, don't get me wrong, they're still going to make mistakes. It's never going to be perfect. That's just, just not going to happen. There's still going to be story things that piss us off. There's just, there's still going <coughs> to be roster inclusions and exclusions that make us really scratch our heads and frustrate us. But I'm hoping, yeah, what I'm hoping, though, is at the end of the day that this is, I'm hoping this is the definitive MK. I'm hoping this really sets the standard as we can all just say this is the best MK, nostalgia goggles aside, this is the best MK that we've ever been delivered. 
and they've learned their lessons from Nine X, Injustice One, Injustice Two. I, mean, I like arguably, to think that they're they're like Temp said in the reveal. There's a quality staircase, and they've been going up for the most part, other than minor setbacks or just exclusions where they they made a mistake. I'm hoping they learn from that and keep just from Injustice One to Injustice Two. They learned a lot of stuff. I'm hoping from X to Eleven, we see that as well, and I, I, the way they've been building up the hype and everything for this reveal, and I'm hoping, as I've said before, I'm hoping the reveal gives us, really establishes that foundation of okay, roster looks good, gameplay looks amazing, stories there, so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm hoping right out of the gate we don't have to wonder. If they actually do pull through and deliver, what could be considered the MK yet again? That's a hell of an achievement because arguably nine did that for a lot of people, at least as far as gameplay was concerned. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're gonna find a common consensus among Street Fighter players about which one is the absolute best. Because there's so many different types of play in those games that appeal to different people. Some people love the parries, and other other people love like the projectile wars that two and four kind of more appeal towards and some people, God bless their little souls, they try so hard. They love five for whatever the hell it is. But years and years and years after the the heights of the trilogy era, we get nine, and it just blew everyone's expectations out of the water in several different ways, in terms of story as well. You know what I mean? But if eleven does that, it's a beautiful thing. For real. I mean, that's the hope. Yeah. I don't. Like I don't I was... know that nine in terms of gameplay and roster can be top like it's that's the thing it's it's tough it would be very tough to do that it was ultimate mk3 it was the best of the trilogy roster or best of the trilogy rosters era roster jesus sorry tripping over my words i mean the, the thing about like you look at ultimate mk3 and you go well these are the best characters but trilogy is the one that has rain and noob cybot but trilogy is broken. Well, nine really trilogy, is the best of that cast. The trilogy era, right, is what yeah. I mean. And technically, Rain and Noob did appear in Ultimate on the home assist. I mean, yeah, that's the but, only way you you make the penultimate MK of, and you can honestly say, I mean, it, there's always going to be debates. You know, MK two, Ultimate MK three, MK nine, and there's even some that feel that way about MKX of what is the best MK out there. From total package, ground, you know, top to bottom, gameplay, story, the content that's in the game, the roster in the game, the visuals, just everything about it. Um, but MK11 has a lot going for it, and they have that potential to capture that because of everything that's at play. The storyline at play of bringing two timelines together can obviously fail miserably, or it can really hit a home run, depending what they do. Um, the roster has a chance to be the best roster we've ever gotten, save for the the all-in games, the trilogy, the the trilogy in Armageddon. Obviously, they don't they don't really count because those are taking everything that was there before and putting it all in one package without really improving upon what we had gotten prior. It was just pretty much let's get everything in there and then add a few bells and whistles and call it a day. I don't think Eleven's going to be that. I don't think it's going to be MK9 mashed with MKX um, in terms of that. I at least, I'm not expecting it to be this this uh, 
Generations trilogy, but I mean, I guess there is that possible. feeling, though. You know, there, there is that expectation in the air, which seems like I've mentioned this before an impossible thing to do given all the work that they'd have to put in across so many characters. And yeah, there's problems that would make that would be approaching that and making every single one of those people in a 30 plus roster tournament viable and balanced. You're talking and about finding a place for all of them in the storyline. It just are you are you talking about it putting... possible putting all of the characters that were in nine and X all in the game. Like basically this timelines well, version I'm just of talking trilogy. about like that kind of a size of a roster. I'm talking about yeah, the that's scope like of a, a nearly quote, 50, quote, isn't it? That's not going to happen. Yeah, no, no. Um, but just the, the very notion of having right. a trilogy or Armin, Armageddon-esque fighter that brings a huge amount of people together. Well, I mean, I hope they don't do that just from a... Those games have been notoriously bare bones in terms of... Well, not bare bones, I should say. The the rosters are there, obviously, because you're bringing in all the characters. But in terms of... There's sacrifices that are made when you bring that many characters into play. There's sacrifices with gameplay. Hell, yeah. create a fatality. All, I mean, they always... You got to cut corners somewhere. And that's, that's the, my concern. And yeah, you definitely don't want to throw balance out the window when you have the tournament scene to consider. So... I don't think they're going to do that either. Um, but I guess to finish my thought from earlier is you, the the potential is there. Django has mentioned this before as well, that this is going to be the first Mortal Kombat game that actually has great net code out of the box. Like you're not going to MKX. We got it, you know, halfway through the, or, you know, months after it had already been released where they updated the net code to actually play well with rollback and all that. But uh, so it's the first time we'll get that. So that I actually already... wonder how much of the net code from X they can reuse if they're switching to like Unreal Four or whatever the new mm. engine is. Yeah, and I mean like, they gonna... might have to rebuild some of that stuff. Sure, and I mean that's they got a beta, so hopefully they iron all that stuff out um, beforehand. But so from a online capability, it's going to be the best MK just right out of the gate, um, just from online. The roster, I was going to say, could potentially be, has or has the potential to be the best, like, main series, not all-in roster, because you're dealing with potentially the best of the trilogy era and the best of the new timeline and the best of, hopefully, the 3D era. So there there are, there is that possibility that we get this amazing roster, um, and then the, and a really good story and other content and visually, Obviously, visually and model-wise, and anim- well, I can't really say animation, but you know what I mean. Um, it should be the best MK in that regard. So it has the potential there. It also has the potential to fail. So who knows? But I'm really hoping this is something special. I'm hoping for all of us that this is the the MK that we were really, really hoping MKX was. And that's coming from somebody that still likes MKX, but... I'm hoping this is the one that everybody agrees is solid. We sound like we're constantly apologizing for it, but we all seem to like it, except for Temp. Yeah, no, I mean, I just say that because... I think Temp is the reason we're always apologizing. (laughs) Well, I mean, it has its problems. It really does have its problems. I still was not a fan of the overall roster. I think... If, I don't remember what I graded it at the time, but if I look back on it, it's like a C-minus roster to me. I really... I just have problems with it. Three... Three specific characters could have fixed that, but I just felt like it was lacking. 
the gameplay wise the mix-ups and the 50 50s are annoying getting back into playing mkx a lot recently those really are a pain in the ass to deal with it is a guessing game so i hope they deal with that and then my other complaint on mkx is really just the the colors i want more vibrant colors which mk11 that's my biggest problem with it it just feels so bland drab and washed out and there's not that many stages to choose from and just, uh, so I, and the soundtrack sucks <laughs> you know what my one my biggest complaint with x and i guess the thing that i hope for most with 11 would be stages like that there right. be a decent goddamn number of them yeah yeah, maybe the reason why we didn't get a whole lot is because it was the first game of this generation. So hopefully, but if they switch to a new graphics engine, who knows Honestly, how that affects I think, it. I think uh, the developers have had a problem coming up with stages ever since the 3D era. Or like Mortal Kombat 4, really, was the first one where the stages started to not be memorable. Sure. Yeah, I think I think that's a like a consistent thing because like all throughout the 3D era, the vast majority of stages were like deserts. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. There's if you if there are some exceptions, there, there are some extent. exceptions like, for sure. Like I think the reason X doesn't have as many stages is because they just didn't have any goddamn ideas. Which eleven obviously can change that because now you can bring back classic stages. Yes, I, I hope <laughs> classic I hope stages that's... from the three D era. Is that that's always sort of where they've what they've done to fall back on and pad the number of stages is like sure. MK four had the Living Forest and Goro's Lair back, and uh, Deception had like the portal in the courtyard and it just started throwing things ran out of ideas right I, they need to do that more like well, my I, favorite mkx stage is the pit too i MK like is so much about atmosphere and yes the strangeness that is other realms i don't mind when they constantly revisit some things and places and environments well i mean bring bring me back to the house of picara i liked it there it was full of hail yeah just looking oh, at cool. the just looking at the courtyard that we're getting i like the idea of revisiting these old stages with a new like coat of paint on them a new spin yeah, I on said them. that before. Like when the trailer comes out, I'd said, you know, that's something I've asked for before. That we see like the old stages, but they're like aged. Modern. Yeah, yeah. That that would be awesome. I'm hoping we get several of those because, yeah, you can't beat the classics in a lot of ways. And if you give us Thinking... the classics but modernize them and make them new and fresh while familiar and nostalgic at the same time, I think that could be a very, very good strategy. Because that courtyard I also think, looks like, really if they, cool. If they want to feel, if they want to feel original, like they don't want to feel like they're copying themselves, then pick stages from the old games that were not in nine, like the portal and the pit three and that sort of and thing. The combat too. Yeah, sure. the combat too. And you know what? MK kind of has a proud history of going back and revisiting a stage in the same game and inverting the palette to make a red portal a blue portal, or like taking away pillars so we have, so we have noobs Dorfin and. You know, it doesn't take that much to excite us. I mean, just stick a bunch of ladders next to a portal somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> when MK9 came out, I was like, holy shit, it's the courtyard, but it's nighttime. Yeah. This is awesome. You know, just new coats of paint. They help. Agreed. 
Um, on that note, though, I think we're probably got enough for this episode. Um, this was more of a we're just kind of doing this one just to give people something to listen to over the holidays between Christmas Shooting and uh, New Year's and or whatever you're celebrating. So hopefully you guys enjoyed, um, and we'll be back next week with our usual live recording. This one was a little bit different, structured, and just a little more free-flowing, just talk about whatever the hell. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, so hopefully everybody's having safe travels, enjoying their time. Thanks for coming on, Smoke Man. Thank you for having me on. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I can say that you're easily my favorite short, ginger, possibly Irishman with glasses. <laughs> do we know others uh, there's some guy named stan that's about that's about all i know mm. yeah so anyways take care everybody and have a good one I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. I sent two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them. There probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes I scribble the dresses too sloppy when I jot them. But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's pregnant too. I'm about to be a father. If I have a daughter, guess what I'ma call her? I'ma name her Bonnie. I read about your uncle Ronnie too. I'm sorry. I had a friend kill himself over some bitch who didn't want him. I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan. I even got the underground shit that you did with Scam. I got a room full of your posters and your pictures, man. I like the shit you did with Rockets too, that shit was fat. Anyways, I hope you get this, man. Hit me back, just a chat. Truly yours, your biggest fan. This is Stan. Django and Temp. You still ain't called a row. I hope you have a chance. I ain't mad. I just think it's fucked up you don't answer fans. If you didn't want to talk to me outside the concert, you didn't have to. But you could have signed an autograph for Matthew. That's my little brother, man. He's only six years old. We waited in the blistering cold for you for four hours and you just said no. That's pretty shitty, man. You're like his fucking idol. He wants to be just like you, man. He likes you more than I do. I ain't that mad, though I just don't like being lied to. Remember when we met in Denver? You said if I write you, you would write back. See, I'm just like you in a way. I never knew my father neither. He used to always cheat on my mom and beat her. I can relate to what you're saying in your songs. So when I have a shitty day, I drift away and put them on. Cause I don't really got shit else. So that shit helps when I'm depressed. I even got a tattoo with the warrior shrine across the chest. 
Sometimes I even cut myself to see how much it bleeds It's like adrenaline, the pain is such a sudden rush for me See everything you say is real, and I respect you cause you tell it My girlfriend's jealous cause I talk about you 24-7 But she don't know you like I know you Tempin' Django No one does, she don't know what it was like for people like us growing up You gotta call me man, I'll be the biggest fan you'll ever lose Sincerely yours, Stan P.S. We should be together too I drink a fifth of gravy. You dare me to drive? You know the song by Phil Collins in the air of the night about that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't? Then Phil saw it all, then at a show he found him? That's kind of how this is. You could have rescued me from drowning, now it's too late. I'm on a thousand downers now, I'm drowsy. And all I wanted was a lousy letter of a call. I hope you know I ripped all of your pictures off the wall. I love you, Temper and Django. We could have podcasted together. Think about it. You ruined it now. I hope you can't sleep and you dream about it. And when you dream, I hope you can't sleep and you scream about it. I hope your conscience eats at you when you can't breathe without me. See, Temp and Django. Shut up, bitch. I'm trying to talk. Hey, Temp and Django. That's Razor Shad and Cyborg. Screaming in the trunk, but I didn't slit her throat. I just tied her up. See, I ain't like you. Because if she suffocates, she'll suffer more. And then she'll die, too. Well, gotta go. I'm almost at the bridge now. Oh shit, I forgot. How am I supposed to send this shit out? Pregnant now, how far along is she? Look, I'm really flattered you would call your daughter that. And here's an autograph for your brother. I wrote it on the starter cap. I'm sorry I didn't see you with the show. I must have missed you. Don't think I did that shit intentionally, just to diss you. But what's the shit you said about you like to cut your wrist too? I say that shit just clown is all. Come on, how fuck your bitch? You got some issues, Dan. I think you need some counseling to help your ass from bouncing off the walls when you get down some. And what's the shit about us men podcast? That type of shit'll make me not want us to meet each other I really think you and your girlfriend need each other But maybe you just need to treat her better I hope you get to read this letter I just hope it reaches you in time before you hurt yourself I think that you'll be doing just fine if you relax a little I'm glad I inspire you with Stan Why are you so mad? Try to understand that I do want you as a fan I just don't want you to do some crazy shit I seen this one shit on the news a couple weeks ago that made me sick some dude was drunk and drove his car over a bridge and had three of the nethercast guys. In the trunk, and she was pregnant with his kid. And in the car, they found a tape, but they didn't say who it was to. Come to think about it, his name was, it was you. <laughs> 